Hello, everybody out there. I know I said that I was only going to be posting once a month, and that is still going to remain consistent. But I had something that I needed to get off my chest. Something that's not even a normal blog that you could go and read. It's a long one. So sit tight. And enjoy this little story that I have for you. So, like I said, this is just a rant that's been on my mind that I need to get off my chest for my own health. This is a story of how people that you consider to be your family will be the ones to leave you in the dark quicker than anyone. This is my own story of how that happened to me back in 2017. For the sake of things, I'll be changing the names of everyone involved. To get up to speed on things, I'm going to go back a bit further before I tell you of what all this happened. When I was in school, I always had a ton of friends, but I never really had a best friend until my ninth grade year, and oddly enough, it was my girlfriend's ex. We met because a dickhead that we went to school with had told me that the friend in question was talking shit and saying that he was going to beat my ass. I confronted the guy. He denied the entire thing and said that the same idiot had told him the same thing about me. From there, we would talk here and there, but not much. Fast forward a bit and it's time for prom. I got to go as a freshman because my girlfriend was in a higher grade than I was. The guy that we're talking about, we'll call him Travis. He was head over heels for this chick that we went to school with and she had agreed to go to prom with him. When we got to the convention hall where the prom was held, the chick that had agreed to go with him was already completely wasted and avoiding him at all costs. We all hung out for a bit, and after a few hours, we decided it was time to go get our prom pictures taken. Travis went to go find the girl that he was with, and she refused to have her picture taken with him. My girlfriend and I decided to go ahead and get our pictures taken, and we're going to leave at that point. Deciding to break the normal tradition of after-prom activities, I offered to come chill with him at his house so I could help him forget about what happened. He agreed and we made a quick Walmart run for some stupid hats, junk food, and yoo-hoos. We stayed up late that night watching Family Guy and just shooting the shit. And from there, we were best friends. I saw him through the tough times and he did the same for me. I pretty much moved in with him and his family as I finished my senior year of high school. About midway through our last year of school, his dad found a new job in Atlanta, and he told me that he had to move right after he graduated, but I could come visit whenever I was able to, and this stayed a tradition for birthdays and for New Year's. Still sticking to our word, we helped each other out through the tough times. He saw me go through two divorces, he saw me experience the death of my dad, and I saw him through multiple failed relationships and his dad's cancer scare. Fast forward to 2016, I thought that I'd met the love of my life, and I'd finally figured everything out. I was excited for them to meet, and they would meet sooner than expected. My girlfriend and I decided to get a hotel room one night in Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is a few hours away from where he was living at the time. I woke up to a marathon of Facebook messages and voice recordings from him. He was telling me that he was tired of being a failure and that he was going to kill himself. He was obviously drunk, and it's 3 in the morning at this point. I woke my girlfriend up, 
and I told her that we had to go right then and check on him. She agreed, and we made our way to his house. That drive felt like it took forever as we tried to get to him before he did something stupid. We got to his house and we found the door unlocked. I walked in and followed the trail of puke to his room. He was laying face down in his own vomit. I ran up to him and shook him as hard as I could until he woke up. He rolled over with this confused look on his face and said, Bro? I said, Yeah, man. It's me. What the fuck? He then looked over at my girlfriend and said, Holy shit, you're tiny. In all fairness, she was only 110 pounds at the time. We stayed up all night, we smoked a few cigarettes, we caught up, he told me what was on his mind, and I stayed with him until his family returned home. After that, we still tried our best to hang out as much as we could, whether it was online or in person when he was in town or when I was in Atlanta. Fast forward to 2017 and things start to change. Texts go unanswered, calls go unreturned, invites to online games go ignored. I finally confronted him and he told me that his dad was losing his job at the warehouse he worked at. Travis worked at the same warehouse and he was also being let go. I asked him if there was anything at all that I could do for him and he said that he needed a place to stay because they were moving back to Tennessee. Without hesitation, I said yes and he was living with me and my now wife. When he got to Tennessee, he said he'd be looking for a job, but he'd watch my stepdaughter in the afternoons until he was able to find one. He also said he had some savings and he'd help out with bills as he could. I told him not to worry about it, but he still insisted on at least helping us out with rent during the first month that he was staying with us, and I agreed. From there, it was nothing but consistent bitching from him about every little thing my wife or I did. The groceries we bought weren't good enough, but he refused to tell us what he wanted. He would get mad when my dog was sitting on the couch and his dog didn't have anywhere to sit. He'd get mad when I had to work over and he had to watch my stepdaughter for a little bit longer than normal. For him, the straw that broke the camel's back was when I was told that I was being laid off. At this point, I was stressed out and I was having panic attacks. I was at the very end of my rope, so I asked a friend who dealt weed if I could buy a few grams. I wasn't really a big weed smoker at the time, but I had to try something. So my other friend followed through. I went to my room, turned on a fan, opened a window, and attempted to smoke. But Travis was pounding on my door the entire time because he wanted to know what I was doing. Eventually, the smell filled the apartment, and even with the window open, he kind of realized what I was doing. I came out of my room, and I overheard him bitching to his older brother about what he had found out. I confronted him about it, but he was too much of a puss to confess to what I already knew. The next day, he told me that he was moving out right then, and he'd be back for his things. I told him no hard feelings, and I sent him on his way. My wife and I decided to help him by breaking everything down for him and we stacked it up in the corner so he could just grab his things and leave. He returned the next day for his things while I had company. I opened the door for him and his dad and I went back to playing games with the people that I had over and that just lit a fuse for him. A few days later, my wife had to go visit family a few hours away and I was left at home alone with my thoughts. I decided it was time for me to drink, and I went way overboard with it. I had two tall boys, and then I got a call from a work friend who offered to come get me and buy me around at a local bar. I agreed, and the drinks just kept on coming. 
Before I knew it, I had five mugs of beer, and then I just had to call it quits. On the way home, I did convince my work friend to stop at a gas station and let me get a couple more tall boys. I chugged those, and now I'm drunk to the point to where I'm just letting my emotions get the better of me, and I realized that Travis was on the PlayStation Network, and I decided to message him. My vision was so blurry that I couldn't see the letters on the on-screen keyboard, so I had to send voice messages. I lost my fucking mind. I was begging him for help and telling him that I thought that I'd overdone it on the alcohol and that I needed his help. He laughed and said that he was happy to see that I'd finally reached my rock bottom like he had done a year before. That pushed me over the edge, and I went the fuck off, telling him about how he was a shitty friend over the past few months. He fired back with how I was an asshole for not helping him and his dad carry his shit downstairs when he came back for his things. We exchanged a few more messages, which ended in a few fuck yous. And then I went to my balcony, and I puked up everything that I had in my stomach, which was a donut hole and a shit ton of beer. I woke up the next morning realizing what I had done. I messaged him and apologized for everything I had said. I explained what happened the night before, but all I got was a block on the PlayStation Network, on Facebook, and on everything else. This was 2017. Since then, I've tried to reach out and mend things, but I'm met with ignored messages. I've apologized more than once and tried to talk things out, but he refuses to reply or even apologize for the shit that he pulled. The fact is, is both of us were being little bitches over the whole thing, but only one of us can acknowledge that. So, the other day, I sent one more message to him, saying this. You know what, man? I have no clue what your problem with me is. It's been four years, man. You fucked up, and I fucked up, and I've apologized for that. I don't get why I get constant disrespect from you. I get that I didn't help you or your dad take your shit downstairs after you gave me a few hours notice that you were leaving. I still had the respect to take your stuff down and stack it in the corner so you guys could get it back downstairs easily. I apologize for the shit I said that night when I messaged you on the PSN. I know that it was fucked up. And I know that I crossed a fucking line, and I've said that more than once. We were friends all the way back from the ninth grade, man. Your own brother, who still has the decency to talk to me, called me a part-time family member. When you're ready to talk, you know my number. I doubt I'll ever hear anything from you, but at least I know that I'm the bigger man. I left it at that, and that's where it's going to stay. If you have anyone in your life who doesn't give you the same energy that you give them, kick them to the side. You're worth more than what they're willing to put in, and you'll meet way better people down the line. People will use you until they don't need you anymore, and then they get surprised when you kick back. Fuck people. Live your life for you, and keep your head up. You're eventually going to see them crawl back, and you can play your cards at that point, but until then, keep your cards close to your chest. And as always, stay safe out there. Goodbye, guys.